So I made this video recently on the new M1 MacBook Pro and MacBook Air. Mm-hmm. All right. And I've been living on a Final Cut Pro timeline for, I don't know, a decade. At yes. least me personally. I mean, within our organization, there's many different editing softwares in use. Popular one right now is Resolve. A lot of people using. But myself, I came up on Final Cut Pro. I still use Final Cut Pro to this day. Mm-hmm. That's good. Final, Final Cut Pro, uh, a professional application for video editing in one of the places where you can really see what's going on with these M1 chips. Yes. That Apple has engineered. It's fully and integrated. Kicked Intel to the curb. Mm-hmm. And so I'm messing around. I'm playing around on Unbox Therapy with those two M1 laptops. I'm exporting some video clips, and these processors are cooking. And I don't mean putting out heat. I mean they are flying on the export times, crushing the Intel stuff. So much so that I stole the Mac Pro from below your desk there. I stole it and said, you know what? For what you do clipping out this show, you're actually going to do it faster on an M1 chip on a consumer product at a much lower price point. Mm-hmm. Now, look, a lot of this has to do with optimization. A lot of this has to do with the software hardware integration. But I think it's fair to say at this point that people are very excited about the M1 consumer chip that right. Apple has been able to put into these laptops. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a $1,000 starting price, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I didn't, even, I didn't even bring up the Mac Mini, which is actually what I was going to get to. Because that starting price is even less. I think it starts $7.99. Yeah, that's exciting too. So nice the Mac, package. The Mac Mini, if you don't need a laptop, is basically all the M1 stuff that exists in the laptops, but without a display and at an even cheaper price point. It's got the unified, uh, what are they calling it? Unified memory? Unified! It just sounds, you know, but it actually does matter as well. It's using the SSD in fancy new ways. Uh, Anyway, so this Mac Mini is equally exciting. And believe it or not, it is the uh, number one selling desktop in Japan. Is it? I never expected that. Huh. The Mac Mini catapulted Apple to number one in the Japanese desktop PC market. What? That's crazy. There's so many desktop PCs. Yeah. The, the Mac Mini, number one. The new M1-equipped Mac Mini has propelled Apple to number one. According to new data from BCN Retail, which aggregated the sales data for the mass retailers in the country, Apple previously held a 15% share of the desktop PC market in Japan, fighting for third place. However, with the launch of Apple Silicon, Apple now has... of the market, increasing 14.4% in a single week. Man, I I love reading those business stats, you know? Yeah. uh, Are Macs popular in Japan? I don't know. (laughs) Apparently, they are now. That's just a huge, I mean, it's a huge increase, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, to to represent close to 30% of the desktop PC market, when you just think about the variety of desktop PCs that exist, it's an interesting, it's an interesting. Now, one thing is for certain here, Will, we got to be clear. Japan, a fairly densely populated place. Mm -hmm. You've been to Japan. You go, you're gallivanting over there. A lot of that. You were, I remember you told me all about it. What were you doing over there? Uh, First of all, it's a very clean city. Oh, yeah. City, and, country, uh, you mean? Japan. Are you talking about Tokyo? Now? Oh, Tokyo, yeah. Oh, Tokyo. We went yeah. to Tokyo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Prefecture. Yeah. Oh, you were in the prefecture. You know yeah. I love that terminology. And uh, we were eating sushi and uh, walking around. As you would. Visiting parks. As yeah. you would in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, get any, did you get any more uh, adventurous food items beyond the typical? Uh, mm, not really, no. No, not too we much. We stuck with... Uh, a lot of rice. That's uh, very disappointing, Well, Because, you know, sometimes you got to step out your comfort zone. Well, yeah, I know. I Every so often. But anyway, what I was trying to get at with this uh, correlation here, mm. particularly places like Tokyo, other densely populated cities, 
Maybe you don't want to have a big tower in a small apartment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just I'm just talking right now. Yeah, so you are. Yeah. I know a lot of people live in small spaces, giant gaming PCs. So it's mm-hmm. you could do do your thing. But I remember as a kid in my bedroom, I had a large gaming PC in there and it heated the whole place up. Yeah. Like in the olden days. Yeah. That thing, I had to plug up the vent. The register bringing heat into the room because the PC was doing the work. Because I just let that thing run. Especially the video cards with yes. the crazy fans. The olden days. Yeah. So I'm just thinking maybe there's a correlation there with uh, the M1 Mac Mini that in a tight environment, it makes like no noise. Mm-hmm. It takes up like no space. And it's as far as P- as far as computers of that scale are concerned, the performance is there. Yes. So that's kind of an interesting package for Japan. Of course, we're going to have to wait and see how it does everywhere else. But I never saw so much excitement for a Mac Mini in my life. Yeah, yeah. Maybe outside of when it was originally introduced. I feel like it deserves more. It's a kind of interesting package. Yeah. Honestly, for you, for what you're doing with clips, it's probably even better than it would be better than the laptop. But we have the laptop already, so you can use that with the M1. And you're going to be surprised when you scrub the timeline. Even with these massive timelines from an hour of content, butter. Yeah, and that Final was Cut. the main thing. Was the preview just just took way too long? To and render. that was when you were using an Intel. Do you remember which Intel based uh, MacBook Pro? Probably the best. <laughs> the best like, one right now, like an i nine or something. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's crazy. It's crazy what's going on. Yeah. Today's sponsor Zendesk. This is. Uh, Software for customer service people, anybody who runs a business, you need to know about Zendesk, for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, best in a game, I use Zendesk. Imagine that. Yeah, on, on, the, on the later case website, believe it or not, I got a business and people are loving these cases over on later case. And, and uh, the customer service people that we have, they, they wouldn't be able to do it without Zendesk, actually. So if you're unfamiliar, uh, well, first of all, First of all, bad customer service, you don't forget it. Yeah. If you don't have the customer service in there, you're going to go ranting and raving. You're going to go uh, be upset on uh-huh. social media. You're not going to forget about it. Mm-hmm. And it really affects your impression of the brand if you're not getting a response. And a big part of why people screw up on customer service is not a lack of intent, but maybe that in, they're mi- missing the tools necessary to track people who are having issues because it's all over the place on the web. Mm-hmm. Very disorganized. You got people complaining or having customer service issues on uh, social. You got people having customer service issues over on, um, well, in your email inbox, on the site itself maybe, in the chat. Uh, it's it's distributed. Mm-hmm. And so you need tools and software that lets you interact with all those various customer service issues in a timely and efficient way so you can get to more and therefore you can have a, a customer base with more positive experiences across the board. That's where Zendesk comes in. Communicate seamlessly across all channels, email, phone, chat, messenger, community forum, help center, or social media. Zendesk calls that a conversational experience, connected, ongoing, and natural customer interactions by the way i got to give a shout out to nick on later case because he's the point man he's the guy did you call yourself a point man earlier today i did ah well nick's the actual point man when it comes to later case so shout out to nick uh yeah zendesk gives businesses everything they need to stay connected with customers see for yourself why the best customer experiences are built with zendesk get started right now at zendesk.com slash Lou later. That's Z E N desk.com slash Lou later. I'll put the link down in the description as well. If you're trying to do some e commerce online, if you're trying to run a business online, you got to get your act together. It's about time. Mm-hmm. You can't have the subpar customer service. You're not going to be in business very long. No. So you better go check out Zendesk. Zendesk.com slash Lou later. Don't forget to slash Lou later either. Then they know we sent you. Apple's going to be forced to sell iPhones with the power adapter in Brazil. Actually, this headline, uh, well, it's not misleading, but it's it's just a little bit, 
it's lacking a little bit of detail because the truth is actually for the time being, it's not all of Brazil. It's only a portion of Brazil. You know a lot about Brazil, Well, mm. You know the capital? The capital of Brazil? Rio de Janeiro. I don't think so. It's not? No, I don't think so. Oh, cool. You want to take another shot at it? I apologize. No. <laughs> no? Actually, I think, it? it's, I think it's a, a, a really cool, oh. modern-looking city called Brasilia. I'm probably saying it wrong, but you can fact-check me on that if you want. Uh, there's a number of big cities in Brazil. Bra Brazil's a big place. But this one, if you if you look up Brasilia, oh, Brasilia. Yeah. I apologize, by the way. No, 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 no need for apology. Look it's, at the picture uh, of the center of this city. It is so futuristic. Uh, the picture in the top left up there. This one? Yeah, that one. Look at the design of this city. It's crazy. Oh wow. They there was a they had a picture a vision of like a modern. I don't know how well it's working out or whatever. Hmm. But uh, very cool stuff. Very green too. Yeah, they made they put the big park and these giant boulevards in there. I don't know. Doesn't it just look futuristic to you? Am I crazy? Yeah, I wish uh, Toronto was like that. The symmetry of it and stuff. I don't know how well it works though. We'll probably get some Brazilians in here in the comments saying, uh, for some reason they don't like it. But to me, it looks cool at a distance with a person with limited knowledge on the matter. Look at when it's lit up at night over there. Oh, yeah. It's a planned capital. Crazy. Very cool. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so it's actually neither of those cities. It's not Rio. It's not Brasilia. That's uh, that's going to be the first place. It's Sao Paulo State. Sao Paulo, another big city in Brazil. Now, if you ever watched the film City of God, did you watch that film? I have, yes. Okay, City of God, I believe. Now, I might be projecting here, but I believe they make fun of Sao Paulo and they act like Rio is the cool spot. Oh, yeah? Anyway, okay, well. there's a many years ago, uh -huh. so. Great film. As you would, though, if you're from one city. You know, in the States, people from New York don't like people from yeah, over yeah. here. There's whatever. a bias there. Whatever it might be. But anyway, so it's Sao Paulo State. And I know I went off, we went off track. It's the point of the show. Some people might say, holy moly, off track. It's like, that's the test of this show. Mm -hmm. The test of this show is, can you come with us for a ride? Can you stay with us? Yeah. Can you surf these waves? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Because the waves, they're coming. And we're all in this together. So. Yeah, that's right. Mm. All on one. You better latch yourself onto this boat. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, yeah. You said boat, I said surfboard. Well, I, I did say surf the waves at first. But. Yeah, you did. Anyway, so uh, yeah, Sao Paulo State. They did a little study. They were sitting there saying, okay, Apple's talking about how they're going to save the planet by not putting a charger in there. They're like, you know what? We don't buy it, Apple. Megacorp. Multinational. Billions. Trillions. We don't buy it. We think you're trying to save a few bucks. We think it's going to hurt consumers. And those mm -hmm. consumers are Brazilian citizens. Those consumers are citizens of Sao Paulo State. And therefore, we're going to look into it. We're going to talk to some people. And they okay. did. And they came to the conclusion... They were not satisfied with the evidence supplied by Apple that this was actually going to uh, diminish the environmental impact of mm. the purchases. And obviously, I hear that angle because if you come to the conclusion that most people are going to also upgrade their chargers to go along with these new phones, now you got all the packaging associated with that extra charger, even if they buy it from Apple. Yes. If you go and buy the fast charger from Apple, and that's now a separate box, it's more waste than if you skipped it. So anyway, I don't want to get into it because a lot of people love the idea of skipping a charger, particularly people here in North America who have a billion chargers. But maybe in other markets, it should be a different story. Of course, mm -hmm. we talked about that story where Apple was going to include earbuds, but only in France. Maybe each market has a different set of needs. And maybe in Sao Paulo and possibly the rest of Brazil, they determine, hey, we need those chargers. Otherwise, mm -hmm. we're going to create more ways doing it the other way because people are going to go for it. They can do, they're obviously doing the analysis themselves. So for now, this uh, decision is exclusive to Sao Paulo State. Brazil's National Consumer Secretary is also considering forcing Apple to sell the iPhones with the power adapter in the box countrywide. So it could extend out of that particular state. Mm. They're putting it, it's on the docket for them to consider at the moment. Interesting stuff. When anytime a government steps in, to the free market and says, 
No, 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 no. You got to yeah. do it like this. You got to do it our way. Put an end to that. That I mean, that's how it works. Yeah. So we'll see what we'll see what takes place. We'll see what transpires. Another one more Apple thing here. Uh, I didn't even know about this, but apparently some people are having a wireless charging problem with their with their iPhone 12. Hmm. I've been wireless charging my iPhone 12 Pro, no problemo. Okay. Yeah, I charge it right up. Which charger? I'm curious. So here in this desk, I have actually the OnePlus wireless charger. The okay. uh, what do they call it? Warp charge. Do they call it warp charge? What is their terminology? It's it's impossible to keep all the marketing terms together. They have a fast wireless charger. It has much faster capability if I were to pair it with a OnePlus device as opposed to the iPhone. However, the iPhone will charge on it via the Qi standard. Um, So that's the one there. And then the one at home, I'm actually, you know, it's funny enough. The one at home is the old Pixel stand. The oh. one that was giving me the issues with the Google Pixel that wouldn't go to sleep. It yeah. was it had insomnia. Complete brightness. In yeah, the complete the brightness out of nowhere, 3 a.m., whatever it might be. Which I wouldn't appreciate right now because you know I got the new puppy and the puppy's sleeping like a dream. I'm talking 9 p.m. to 7 a.m., mm. uh, nine weeks old. No accidents. No nothing. Wow. I'm so impressed. However, they say when they're that young, you kind of keep them nearby. So, so the dog stays relatively nearby to the side of the bed. Right. And so if I had the in, in, in insomnia on a smartphone on a wireless charger, I'd be waking the puppy up and then I'd be... Yeah, you don't want it. Imagine all the sleep I'd be losing. So I can't have an, any insomnia on my smartphones waking up on a wireless charger when I don't want them to. Yeah. Yeah, I don't do that. Anyway, I have no issues charging up my phone. However... There is apparently a much larger issue than I had imagined. And Apple has said, we're going to address it, we're going to fix it. And it has to do with certain Qi certified wireless chargers, particularly many of the ones people probably already own or purchased off, to, off Amazon, your kind of standard wireless chargers. Uh, we have, who is this? This is Ben Lovejoy on 9to5Mac, who has done a little bit of research here determining that many have had this exact same experience where... Their phone was charging to a point on these third-party wireless chargers. Mm-hmm. And then at some moment, it just stopped charging off that charger. And nothing you could do would would cause it to charge again. And then you would reboot the phone. And it would take a charge from the wireless, the Qi-compatible wireless charger. But then again, the same thing would happen. It would stop taking a charge. And it would be inevitable that, that you would wake we up. we made like a video out of this. I'm sure somebody made a video out of this. No, we did. Remember we had those phones lined up and then the charging cable? <laughs> oh, yeah. This is wireless chargers, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You think it's like a hardware thing or a software? No, back then it was a software thing as well. Oh, okay. And Apple's saying this is a software thing this time. No, I do recall the video you're talking about. Yeah. It was iPhone 11, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. iPhone 11. The, yeah, it's an iOS issue and it's affecting certain chargers. I think the chargers referenced in this particular video or in this particular article are from which company? I don't believe it says, other than their generic, their third third party chargers. And either way, no matter what is done on this wide variety of charging pads, eventually they stop taking a charge. It's going to be really annoying. You wake up in the morning and it didn't take the charge of that one night and you're mm-hmm. like, I got to go right now. It could be very annoying. Yes. So nobody wants this, but Apple says they're working on it and that's the right move. If you're Apple and you actually can fix it in software, get out and say it right away mm-hmm. uh, so that people can relax a little bit. They'll be like, okay, this is temporary. I'm going to plug it in for now. And then the iOS update comes and and hopefully I'm fixed. I will say as well, uh, the case, if you have the case on, I mean, this is a very thin case, but it has not impacted the uh, wireless charging okay. at all either. Either it's it's charging through there beautifully, and uh, but I haven't used the official Apple wireless charger. That's around here somewhere. I don't know. Maybe I should get. But I'm gonna switch phones soon. I don't know. I might switch. I gotta switch phones soon. Yeah. Because it's you know that's the job, mm-hmm. and I feel like I've I feel like I've uh, I've been on this iPhone for a while now. I'm getting yeah. itchy. Do you have thoughts? I'm getting I'm getting itchy. Okay. That's all I have to say about that. Okay. And I don't want to go into too much detail. All right. But the details you about need the a back scratcher. Or uh, the details about the itchiness. Okay. You know, back scratcher, which is like the shape of a hand. You ever seen <laughs> I it? I have the same one. Like, oh, I yeah. Everybody like has that. that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a weird one: a wrist cam that fits onto an Apple Watch. This was a Kickstarter that somehow I never saw. 
Uh, this is like, I think there were some Galaxy watches from Samsung that baked this stuff in once upon a time. It just never seemed to take off the, you know, the Dick Tracy effect. Did you ever, were do you know Dick Tracy when you were young? You yeah, ever watch that but stuff? I think it was a little before my time. We're the same age, man. How dare you? <laughs> I wasn't invested in it. I, I knew mean, about him. I mean, I wasn't, there was a movie. That's basically what I remember. There was a movie. And he had to video conference on a watch. And I believe he had to video conference on a watch. Oh, no. He just had the walkie-talkie. That was it. I know. Dick Tracy was before our time. But I'm talking about the movie. Because I'm seeing the oh, comic I, strip. I and I'm like, yeah, that thing's re really old. That's all he had on it? Is that the watch? That's a cool watch. Oh, that's very cool. I kind of want that watch. But was this in the movie? No. That looks like somebody actually made it in 2018. The it's movie like a, would have come out maybe in the 90s. Yeah, there, right there. Is it this one? No, that's... I don't... Well, that's him. Yeah, I know. You can't get a good look at it right there, though. It looked like that. If you go to the right, that box... Uh, yeah, it looked more like that. Yeah, that look, that's more... I mean, more, that looks cool. Yeah, that's more... They, oh, there you go. That's the official one from the movie. Yeah, That's the... That's the one we showed at the beginning. No, no. This looks like somebody's actually... See how it's curved? That one yeah. has more of a curve this, to it. This one's flat. You know what? Let's... Uh, I want to check that watch out. That looks like a cool watch. I don't know if it actually has any smart functionality. I think the, the high-quality images kind of screwed me up oh, there because I was like, video. that looks too new. Oh, Will's clicking the video. Water, right? It's a tangent. It's a full-out tangent. Anyway, so this company is like, well, we're going to do it on the Apple Watch. It'll be, we're going to have a strap that slaps onto the Apple Watch. It gives you a camera on the side as well as the front, an 8-megapixel camera shooting 1080p video and stills in 4K resolution and a 2-megapixel camera for selfies on the uh, front side. However, you, you, know, you scroll down, and I, don't, I hate to be the guy to do this, but you, like, you scroll to the sample images and you're like, you know, outside of some type of spy shot they're not the best images they're not mm. definitely not on par with what your phone is capable of mm. so then you're just gonna pull your phone out so it doesn't really you know also to kind of compose your photo from your wrist it's a bit tricky it's not the most natural kind of aim uh, however they show also the selfie functionality with the camera facing forward now the 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 watch band gets enormous with this mm -hmm. attachment like, I, I don't know how many people can be okay with that. However, they sold a bunch on, of them. It, wrist cam, it was originally called camera, all caps, C-M-R-A. They raised a bunch of money over there on, uh, what was it? Kickstarter, Indiegogo. It was crowdfunded either way. And yeah, they pre-sold 10,000 units. Well, so people want it as chunky as it is. Say hello to Wristcam, one-of-a-kind experience exclusively for Apple Watch. Walkie-talkie, see it, share it. It transfers to your phone. I don't know. Give it to me, Will. Tell me. What am I supposed to think? What am I supposed to feel? I mean, it's definitely a niche product that people might find useful. What would it be useful? What would it be useful for? Uh, if they don't have a phone. No, it got a pair to your phone. It's Apple Watch. Isn't there like a... Oh, you're LTE? talking about these people who have an Apple Watch, no phone? Yeah. Are those people real? Do they exist? Uh, yeah. I've yeah. never met one. I never <laughs> met one in real life. Uh, yeah. Did, did you it ever could meet be a per novelty? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, the whole... It, thing. it does have a cool... But I'll it give is it cool. A high ranking on the gadget factor. It is super gadgety. But maybe too gadgety. It's a commitment to wear that. You show up with that one day, Will, I'm... We're going to talk about it. I'm Dick Tracy. Yeah, I'm going to say, who do you think you are right now? Yeah. But anyway, sorry, go take I'm a look busy, at it. Uh, you guys let me know in the comments if it's crazy or not. Uh, it's uh, They're taking new reservations now. They're going to fulfill the crowdfund orders and all that, but they're taking new reservations for $299. And the Apple Watch is already going to cost you $300. So now you got a $600 piece on the wrist over there. Keep that in mind. It really... My impression of it really changes depending on the angle at which the photo is taken. That is not the best angle, the top side down. From the side, it looks okay. But from the top side down, it's looking a bit chunky. I'm just picturing myself slamming into things, banging into things. Could be used as a weapon. Uh, well, maybe yeah. that's another 
they got some pepper spray. Yeah. Someone has to do the pepper spray Apple Watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's coming Locking up. loaded. That's coming up next. That's a freebie yeah. for somebody. Well, you remember the Taser iPhone case? Do I ever? That's did I ever the only time I got hurt. Did the- I ever tell you the story <laughs> what happened with that? Uh, yeah, you did. Okay, I'm going to have to keep that for another day okay. on the air because it's insane what happened after that video went out. Yeah. It's an actual insane story and everybody's going to have to, I don't know if I'll get to it, but crazy. Anyway, moving on, Galaxy Z Fold 3. Uh, it's going to be slimmer and lighter. How exciting is that? I really think that's all that has to happen here. The only criticism I can wager, I miss this thing. Will, I miss it. I miss nothing. I miss this. Well, you have it there physically. No, 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 no. You can no, no. use you it right now. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> I miss it in my pocket daily. I miss pulling it out. I miss seeing it. I miss everything about it. Again, you're holding it. No, 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 no. All you got to do is... There's no SIM card in it. Well, you could do that. All I got to put down that stinking iPhone. Yeah, well... There's nothing stinking. The iPhone's fine. But yeah, I mean, I was... Yeah, I got to go try out the iPhone, and I think I can go back. I think it's time to go back. So shortly, I'm going to make that transition back to the full. But the one criticism you can wage against it, it's a bit of a sandwich. It is, yes. It's got some weight to it, and it's a bit fat. But outside of that, when you whip this out, that experience, we go to the big screen... Feel real special. So if they can find a way to slim this out in the folded, in the fold factor when it's uh, in the clamshell or in the sandwich mode, that's going to be a big deal for people who were reluctant based on the scale when Mm -hmm. it's folded up. And that appears to be what they're working on. Samsung continues refining its foldable smartphone formula. In a presentation at this year's Samsung Investor Forum, the company said, Even though foldable devices aren't a mainstream product category, it's adamant to turn them into one moving forward, improving on its existing designs. I agree. It's taken a little time. V1 of this thing wasn't ready for prime time, that front display. V2, it's like, oh, I see see where you're going. Mm -hmm. V3, let's go. It's quite possible. Yeah, you're on your way. You're on your way. So anyway, I'm glad that they're committed to foldables and they're going to stick with it. They have the most... Compelling? They have the best formula right now. Yeah. For a real reason to not have your SIM card in your your regular phone. Now, it's going to be different for different users. Mm -hmm. But if you do a ton of computing on your phone, that's tough to beat when you had a baby unfolded. Mm -hmm. That's going to be tough to beat. It's tough to beat, Will. And if it's slimmer, lighter, it's going to be tough to beat. Did you know anything about the PlayStation 5 fan lottery? You didn't know about it. Not all PlayStation 5s are created equal, and when you buy one, you're taking a chance. You don't know. Yeah, you don't know which components are going to be inside of your PlayStation 5. Right. And, oh, I'm going to go a step further. You remember that little teardown video that you and I loved so much? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got the best fan in that one. You know that little review unit that you got sitting over there with a little Spider-Man on it from Sony directly? You know which fan that's got in it? No. Oh, you best believe it's got the nice one. Oh. But what about the regular everyday Joe? What does he get when he hits the pre-order? Oh, he gets the shoddy fan. No. Oh, yeah. Nah, I mean, I'm not saying it's shoddy, but there are different fans being used. That whole thing, I'm joking around, relax. Sheesh, people getting all fired up out there. Building some enemies here. (laughs) People getting all fired. Will's like, I got a couple, I got contacts. Yeah. Chill out, Lou. No, this is not uncommon when, when you're trying to meet this crazy demand. I mean, we've talked about it. Wireless radios and iPhones and screens from multiple suppliers. And this, this stuff happens. So you have fans from different manufacturers making their way into PlayStation 5s as Sony tries to meet this unprecedented demand for their new console. Mm -hmm. And so uh, they ended up having three separate units. And this team at, I think this is a French publication, Les 
numerique. Oh. I don't know if I'm saying it. You want to take a shot at that? I think you said it right. You want to take a shot at that? Le numerique. <laughs> Where's your French, Will? <laughs> Call yourself Canadian. Yeah. You had to take French until grade eight? I think around there. Until grade eight, you, you got to take French. Yeah. And uh, I don't know about my retention, but I got a little bit left in there. Let's give us give us a sample there. Je m'appelle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Casquetou, s'il vous plaît, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's not much. That's enough. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Good job. Shout out to French Canada. Haven't visited in a while, but. Uh, Hopefully soon. Montreal, man. You know. The old part of Montreal. Get a get yourself a baguette or something. Unbelievable. Mm, yeah. Do you know anything about baguettes? Uh, not really, no. Really? Well. I seen you with a baguette every so often. Uh, yeah, in Vietnamese. Uh, yeah, where do you think it came from? Came yeah. from France. It did, yes. Exactly. Inspiration. Great they, sandwich, though. The banh mi. Yeah, I know. Sandwich. You didn't. I was hoping you would bring me one sometime. But yeah, one day. Maybe if I, yeah. If, play, if I play my cards right. Yeah, if you're lucky. Like this uh, lottery here. People are uh, figuring out, this publication and others, that some of these fan units that they're using are louder than others. There's like a premium fan unit, a lottery fan unit, which is nice and quiet. And then there's one that's a little bit louder, and then there's one that's the loudest. Now, I can't, I don't know how loud, because chances are, and I haven't opened up the unit we have, but chances are we had a premium fan in ours, not just because it's a review unit, because it's an earlier unit. Mm -hmm. So it would have been from the initial... Supply less likely. Uh, so they took apart a total of five PS5 consoles and revealed that two of them had what they classified as the quieter fan and three had the louder fan. And they were two distinctly different cooling fans. Actually, if you look at the image below, they look quite a bit different. So the way the fins are set in there, yeah, it's quite a bit different in the center uh, portion. And if you look at the one from the official video, it's Again, a different one from the other two. As you can see, at least the center cap looks to be a slightly different design. So there's a few different fans getting pumped into these things. Now, when we say different, I mean they meet the same specification. They have to be the same scale to go in there, but presumably some of the internal components that are uh, going to be impacting the amount of noise would, be slightly, would have to be slightly different on each mm -hmm. one of these. So it's a curious... Uh, not 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 a lottery that I ever imagined you'd be playing, but it's not unprecedented in the tech space. I remember, as I mentioned before, with iPhones and things like this, people would be looking at part numbers and revision up to try to get the the one that they wanted with the right chipset. And this is a while back. I remember right. it was the wireless radios where uh, the Qualcomm stuff was outperforming the Intel stuff. This is ages ago. Oh yeah, I'm 76 years old. Exynos and. Qualcomm? That's Samsung. The same thing. Samsung, yeah. same yeah, thing, yeah. but that's regional. So oh. if you're here in North America, and, 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 and the Europeans hate this fact. They're yelling. They scream at me all the time. Talk about it, Lou. The fact that we can't get the Snapdragon yeah. easily. And yeah, I don't know about Samsung's strategy on that. Although, my understanding, Samsung is making some, some significant uh, progress with their upcoming stuff oh, okay. that is going to really properly challenge the Snapdragon stuff. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Maybe maybe it's going to be the other way around. Mm -hmm. North America is going to be complaining. Yeah, we're jealous. Uh, speaking of connection speeds, Google is rolling out a two-gig fiber service in Huntsville and Nashville. How lucky are, how lucky are these groups? Mm -hmm. 100 bucks a month, two-gig connection, two gigabits per second? Enjoying Nashville hot chicken as well. <laughs> I mean, that's a great comment. Trying to sidetrack us right now, Will? <laughs> no, no, no. Some, I'm Since kidding. We I'm joking. I made the joke because I've been sidetracking yeah, all day. Yeah, yeah. I made the joke. Yours that. is a nice little sidetrack. Uh, I completely agree with you. A uh, little chicken and a fast connection, no problem there. The plan costs 100 a month compared to $70 a month for the one gigabit per second service. It includes a Wi-Fi 6 multi-gig router, a tri-band mesh extender, and professional installation, all for 100 bucks a month. I remember the days, Will, 
I remember when when uh, Google Fiber started first started to roll out. I it, it was a dream to me. Yeah. I thought, man, if only if only I lived in one of these cities with Google Fiber, then my YouTube career would take off because I'd be uploading. I would just yeah. be uploading all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that didn't happen. YouTube is going all right some days. Yeah. Some days it's going all right. Yeah. However, other telcos have sort of caught up or got close from a connection standpoint like we've got pretty quick connections in both of our premises and google's responsible for neither but definitely not two gig mm -hmm. two gig would be nice two gig would be double what we have we got mm -hmm. one gig right now to put this in perspective this two gig connection could download a typical 4k film in 1.2 minutes wow come on will wow a 10 gigabyte game in 42 seconds. Come on, Will. Wow. Even a heavy game, like 150 gigabyte Microsoft Flight Simulator, would take 11 minutes. 150 gigs, 150 gig game in 11 minutes. Hmm. And the name Fiber sounds really cool. To the point. Fiber internet. And they give you all the hardware too, and they actually make somewhat decent hardware. So it's not like some of the stuff we get where we feel like we got to replace it right away. Yeah. You might actually want to use the hardware that Google gives you. So anyway, if you're in Huntsville or Nashville, hop on this thing, call up Google and improve your connection because you might very well want to stream some of these uh, movies that are about to debut on HBO Max. Mm, big deal. I came in here today and you were like, big story. And we had an email in, the, in our inbox about it that Jack forwarded. So that must have meant that it was big. Mm -hmm. Big news. And uh, yeah, just a few, a little bit of chatter about it because it's kind of unprecedented. Warner Brothers for 2021 will debut its films. Debut its films, Will. I need to be clear on this. What you would have normally seen in the cinema on hbo max yeah it's debuting on cinema as well yes but debut not not a week later right not a Alongside. month later online yeah online debut hbo max but alongside theaters alongside too, right? fine yeah okay <laughs> okay i was getting confused there. alongside like, fine yeah this is the thing that we've always wanted right Digital. i would watch At so home. many more movies if right. you had the buildup and the hype and the marketing and then, and you can get it right now. Because mm -hmm. for me, you know, I haven't been to the movie theater and nothing against the experience. Like, I love a movie theater experience. I just can't carve it out. I can't do it. Then COVID, then everything. And it's just, it's not going to happen. I don't think my life is going to turn around the, the mechanics of my life. I got people. Yeah. I got a household. Mm -hmm. I just, there's no, I got sports, you know, with the kid. I just got, eh. So, however, it doesn't mean I don't want to catch the film. I just need it to be as efficient as possible. Like, right. what is this? Is this a picture from, is that picture from Dune? Yeah, this is Dune. Is that Dune? See, I want to watch Dune. Can't I watch Dune? Yeah. In the comfort of my own home? Well, now you can. All I, and, and, and who's going to give it to me? HBO. Is this an Max. ad? Is this an ad? Oh, yeah. They're actually, no, they actually <laughs> are, full disclosure, a sponsor of this are, show. Yes. But this is awesome news for them. Uh, yeah. It's a deal between Warner Media and HBO Max. It may or may not be a permanent strategy, but at least for 2021, they will be debuting their films. It's a huge inventory of films. I actually feel like Jack would be interested in this. Did you hear this news, Jack? This is big stuff. What are some of them now that we have a list here? Here's a, in, ad, in addition to Dune, The Matrix 4, The Suicide Squad, In the Heights, and Space Jam, A New Legacy, the new Space Jam. Other Warner Bros. titles that will drop on HBO Max include a mix of Oscar hopefuls, Judas and the Black Messiah, The Many Saints of Newark, King Richard, and Cry Macho, and major blockbuster sequels, Godzilla vs. Kong, the Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Mm. Yeah, H HBO Max is a dedicated streaming platform. Yeah. 
It's crazy for them to cut this deal, though. I mean, it's a huge uh, uh, advantage for them over the other streaming services. And theaters. AM, AMC is pissed. Oh, right. And yeah. theaters. And theaters. Yeah, They're the like, theaters hey, got to be really worried about this. Yeah. And the theaters have tried to fight back in, a, in the past and say, we're going to try to punish you for making these type of choices. Yeah. But it's, man... With the current state of affairs in the world, what else are you going to do? You spend all this money on these films that have been in production for how long, Will? Yeah. Well, and they, they, they say that uh, the theaters are saying, hey, there's a vaccine coming in 2021. Let's just keep it in theaters, please. <laughs> and uh, apparently, you know, this, uh, this is unfortunate for theaters, I guess. This, you know, some of this has to do with Tenet, right? That was their movie as well. Tenet? Tenet, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, they wanted to keep the movie theater concept alive, but you know that that film did not meet the expectations with the box office. Of course, yeah. It's just normal. Oh, I have not yeah. seen this movie, but Jack is looking for spoilers in the comment section. He wants someone to explain to him what happened in that movie. I haven't seen it yet. See, if it was on HBO Max, I would have watched it. Yeah. If it, When it came out with all the hype and the promo, because that's the problem, Will. It's like this. You know when these boxing matches happen? Uh, 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 Tyson and, and Jones Jr. that yeah. just happened. A lot of it is the, the buildup. And then the event. And then I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, fine. I'll watch it. Yeah. If it already happened, I'm like, ugh, I missed it. This is the feeling I'm having around films in the COVID era is that I get it. It will end up on a streaming platform eventually, but I wasn't there for the event. I'm not right. talking about it the next day. Right. I'm not chatting with you. I think, did you guys get to the theater to see Tenet? You must have, obviously. I didn't, no. Oh, you didn't? Yeah. Was it a mask situation or what was it? Oh, okay. It was just distanced. It was a socially distanced movie theater. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so in this new era, the only way to create an event is going to be online because you can't pack humans in a place. Yeah. And it's unfortunate, but we can't get rid of the event idea, making it an event. You got to have something like that. So we'll see what happens. We'll see how it goes. I'm excited. Is I'm there, actually going to watch the Dune thing now. So you're most excited about Dune? I'm going to watch the Dune thing. Okay. All right. What about you? Is there another title in there that was more exciting than Dune to you? Matrix 4? Oh, ma that oh Matrix. That sounds interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I like the Matrix. Yeah. But can, can we do four of them, though? I think so. We can do four. Okay. Yeah, they're great. According to Dexerto, Dexerto, Joe Rogan fans are outraged after the podcast moves exclusively to Spotify. What a hefty... This was, this was happening. I don't know why. What Just because it did happen. What a hefty title. Well, no, you know what it is, Will. There's a community. You know, a YouTube comments community. And if people look at the metrics, it's shocking how few people participate in the comments community compared to the view count. Like, it's a small percentage of people. However, for those that do, it feels meaningful. They like to be a part of that community, and, and, it, and that's fine. That's cool for people to participate. That group has nowhere to go on mm. Spotify. Mm -hmm. They're not going to see each other. And so they're kind of saying their goodbyes in the comments section of YouTube. And some others are just coming to the conclusion that maybe they were considering going to a Spotify premium account or something like this. And now they're faced with the actual decision. They're saying, you know what? I don't think I'm going to do it. And that's just kind of a sad moment, I guess, for some people. I mean, you see some of these comments over here. I tried listening on Spotify. I can't handle the 10 straight minutes of ads. And having Joe read them just makes me suddenly able to totally tune out everything he says without even trying to. Sad times for me. Sad to say I'm not switching from YouTube premium to Spotify premium for one podcast. Look, listen to me. You're entitled to do as you please. That's the beauty of it. You're entitled to do as you please. Mm -hmm. I think there was probably some merit 
there's probably something we're not necessarily seeing on the surface that led to this particular decision. I have heard just in a, in a podcast here and there, I've heard the conversation take place around this move. And I've heard this seemingly constant sentiment that Spotify has been tremendously supportive of him and his podcast, of Joe and his podcast. Now, it's up to us to t kind of decipher what that means, a supportive nature. But speaking as an individual who does business here on YouTube, YouTube is pretty hands-off. That could be a good thing about YouTube. But if you have a problem, it can be a bad thing about YouTube. Mm -hmm. And My I'm talking any support. problem, a technical problem, yeah. copyright problem. I'm talking all kinds of problems. And it doesn't mean definitely you're going to get a different treatment depending on the scale of your channel. And I'm sure that uh, Joe would have had access to people at YouTube, but it probably wasn't to the same level of intimacy that he can pick up the phone in dealing with Spotify. Mm -hmm. And I really think that that would have played a role in his decision outside of strictly the financial component because he can make money anywhere. He can make yeah. money over there. He can make money over there. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody, there's no shortage of brands that want to be associated with that podcast. Mm -hmm. So I think we should all be attempting here to look a little bit more a little in with a little bit more depth as to what could have motivated this decision outside of the obvious ones mm -hmm. i know people are looking at me crazy right now they're saying uh lou the rumored number is in the hundreds of millions mm -hmm. money had something to do with it well it does it does i'm not saying it doesn't but i'm saying there's probably some other elements as well based on what i've heard yeah yeah and uh it's going to be a process and there's going to be some pain points as you try to transition this thing over. Uh, and there's going to be some people that don't go. And that's fine. And I'm sure that's all been calculated into the decision making. Mm -hmm. So it's no surprise these type of comments. It's all in the calculation. Yeah. It's all part of the deal. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, for anybody that's writing a comment like never again, the podcast is still free on Spotify. Free to watch free to listen to and available on every platform really you can get spotify anywhere yeah and the ads are at the beginning the ads are at the beginning you just got to skip them so we'll see what happens yeah. when that high profile guest shows up and these people who say they're never going back because it's not on youtube we'll see if they seek out right those particular uh episodes mm -hmm. but i think joe rogan's gonna be fine uh, speaking of a, a guest on Joe Rogan and, uh, and also a very popular individual himself, Elon Musk has stated that Tesla would consider a merger with a rival automaker. Mm. This is uh, uh, a thing that just seems so, it's tough to, tough to boil down. Tesla is enormous. Not in terms of units shipped, but in terms of value. Enormous. Mm. Uh, you were telling me Elon Musk himself is now this, he moved past Bill Gates. He's the second wealthiest person. More than $500 billion market capitalization. People love investing in Tesla. Yes. To be clear, people love things about Tesla that don't, seem to be present with other car companies that are shipping far more units. That's not all about stock price. It's not all about market capitalization, but money is, it is, it is money. Mm -hmm. It is value. It's the way in which the value of a company is calculated. I don't know. Business show. Well, business, business. show. And if you put things into those terms, then it becomes clear that Tesla and Elon are in the driver's seat. <laughs> oh, that was rude. I was rude. No. I apologize sincerely. And I mean that. You're going to get canceled. <laughs> I apologize. Don't get canceled. Go ahead, cancel Keep me. Keep going. Cancel Go me on. right now. I deserve it. Musk didn't elaborate if any such discussions had recently occurred. Daimler and Toyota each took stakes in Tesla during its development, but cashed out in 2014 and 2017. Imagine cashing out mm. that early. You were just showing the stock price. Imagine mm -hmm. cashing out that early. 
Based on its stock price, Tesla is worth more than both automakers, that's Daimler and Toyota, plus Volkswagen and General Motors combined. Stop right. it. And this is why people get so upset because they're like, wait a second, how many units does Toyota ship? How many units does the Volkswagen group ship? What do these profits look like? Y'all are crazy with these investments. Like there's that group and I got to represent both, both those groups. Mm -hmm. But it is crazy to see it on paper anyway. Uh, Elon says if we had to do it, it wouldn't be a hostile takeover. He says we'd work together with an automaker. We'd hear the discussion. I'm not, uh, I won't shut it down. I'm open to the idea. Mm. He's putting that out there. So we'll have to wait and see. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Tesla has to do it. I don't think they have to entertain it yeah. unless it's absolutely perfect and mostly on their terms, to be honest, the way things are going. However, the unfortunate part with that, Will, is that some of these automakers do have the know-how and have been in the game longer than Tesla and could actually help Tesla in areas that it does need help if the mission is truly to put as many electric vehicles on into the planet as possible. Mm -hmm. Then... Uh, there are still difficulties. We talked about them falling down to ranks on the customer satisfaction charts because just making cars is hard. Yes. And it takes many years of know-how. And I'm not talking necessarily about battery power. I'm talking about paint jobs. Yeah. The, the basic stuff. Yeah, the details. Yeah. I mean, you ever see the in inside shot of, of, of the Toyota uh, manufacturing facilities in Japan with the white gloves? And it's details, man. Yeah. Details. You appreciate details, right? I do, yes. Nice. Big fan. DJI is putting out a cinematic FPV drone, and it has leaked. And uh, here are the pictures. This thing looks cool. It looks like a little battle fighter with the goggles and everything else. This is, I guess, the fastest drone that they've ever put out. 93 mile an hour top speed, 4K video at 60 frames. you got to have a high frame rate. You're flying that fast. They have the... Uh, Cinematic trailer here. You showed me earlier. This baby is flying. And then I'm reading through the thing. Coming to realize, I understand this drone is around cinema. But they go on to talk about what the real competitive drone speeds are like yeah. for the racing. And this one wouldn't even cut it because those are 120 miles an hour plus. Oh. How that thing will ding your head off. Man. Oh, man. That's if, yes, terrifying. Yes, that is terrifying. You screw up and hit a person at that speed with a drone, I don't even want to see the aftermath of that. Oh. I bet you there's clips online. I don't, oh. I don't think you should look for it. No. Personally. But these shots look incredible. 4K60, and you can tell that the drone is moving far quicker than your typical cinema shot. Like, you can just tell. It creates a much different shot. It feels kind of like a car or a plane more so than a drone because it is just, look at it. I mean, it's passing cars on the highway right now. Very cool. But anyway, this is just a leak at the moment. DJI leaker Osita LV tweeted out the, uh, the picture, I guess, which showcases the front of the box and the unit itself and the goggles and the controller FPV combo. Kind of surprising, actually, that DJI wasn't in this game earlier with mm. the speed drones, but there you have it. They uh, continue their drone domination, moving into even quicker drones than they've ever had before.